Welcome back to the Unlimited Podcast. Today we're speaking to three performing artists and companies. They are Mind the Gap, Freestylers, and Sunny and Wachuku. First up, we spoke to Alison Colburn and Nikki Miles Wilding from performance and live arts company Mind the Gap. Hello, my name is Alison, and I'm an artist at Mind the Gap. Over the past seven, eight years or so, the company has stopped doing scripted work and just gone on to a more contemporary edge where we create a script using ideas which we have in our brain and make those ideas come to life. And I'm Nikki Mars Weldon. I am freelance theatre director and radio director. Uh, and I've worked with Mind the Gap recently on the project Leave the Light On for me. So Leave the Light On for me uh, came is an outdoor performance um, and it's been developed over the last year between myself and the Mind the Gap artists and Joyce as well, who is the artistic director at Mind the Gap and is also the co-director on this project. And we wanted to make a piece of work that was fun and engaging, um, a little bit cheeky, and kind of addressed uh, the climate crisis and what we what we do and what we don't know about the climate crisis. And we started working on this by sort of having conversations about the climate crisis. And it's now developed into this 40 minute piece of outdoor work that um, has that, that shows the world in in the future. One thing that's really interesting about Leave a Light on for me, from my perspective, is it is audio described and we have also tried to incorporate sign language into it. And from that perspective, that meant that it's possibly one of the more accessible pieces of work we've done, because from the word go we've been thinking, how do we make sure that, say, a blind audience know what's going on? How do we make people who may not be able to fully understand words, how do we simplify it and make the words less so and make try to make the action speak louder than the words. On South Bank, it may be outdoor or indoor, but either way, the general stage layout will be the same. There'll be two pylons near what in theory would be the front of the stage, and then at the centre back you have a nice metallic tower for pylons that are attached to the tower. And near the pylons there should be a chair each. One has a fake generator on it and the other that has a plant on, usually. If the wind doesn't blow it off, which it tried to do this weekend, just gone. <laughs> and, and the chairs as well, aren't they? They're kind of made out of uh, plastic bottles, recycled plastic bottles. Yes, it's chairs are metal frames, I believe, but mm-hmm. where you would have the cushions, you have plastic bottles. And the whole set has been sort of um, uh, made from recycled material, um, so everything has got that um, sustainable feel to it. Um, even the kind of um, the, that's on the costumes, uh, what clothes the characters are wearing, a lot of that has been sourced from second-hand shops as well. And when for any reason it isn't possible to get from second hand because the design is really specific, shall we say, for one or two things, they've tried to make sure that 
it is done as sustainably as is humanly possible to do so to enable it to be sustainably sourced. For me, as the co-director on the project, I had to really expand my knowledge of the climate crisis as well. Uh, to so therefore to kind of um, assist the group in their understanding of it, and also finding out that actually it's kind of everything related to climate crisis is not that accessible. There aren't many like easy read documents available. Um, and for some people, it was really starting at the beginning to understand what you can recycle, what can you do, what what is going to be the impact if we don't go carbon neutral. Um, so it's really, we had to watch a lot of sort of documentaries to get our heads around that, introduce people to kind of um, Greta Thun Thunberg, uh, David Attenborough, uh, and really start to think around the language that is used in these conversations. How could we, uh, how could we make it more accessible for people to understand it? I think one thing I found interesting was just seeing the journey some of us had, because one of the cast members, they thought it was all about recycling plastic bottles and clean beaches. And that was about as much as we understood. And to see how the understanding has progressed through these past one and a half years is amazing. So we've tried to simplify a really complicated matter, so to speak, into as plain a term as we kind of manage to help with the accessibility. I think that I think that was the the difficult thing that was highlighted, as Alison states that that it, it, it is the language used around it, and the interesting things that came up in conversations is also how reliant some of some of the artists are on kind of carers or parents supplying that information and also how it's not taught at schools particularly if you went to a kind of you know uh education. yeah special education however much i hate that term i still have to say it um if you went to a special education school like there it, it's not it's not necessarily taught so it was quite interesting hearing from the artist how how angry they were that this knowledge had never been given to them, that they really have felt excluded from the conversation. Um, so it's really highlighted kind of changes that need to be done and, and how that can, and, and what that can possibly look like. So far we've only stuck to England and I don't think we've even been further south and London so far. So. Of course, it could potentially go into Wales or Scotland. But if it is that accessible, why don't we go international? Yeah, I think the hopes for the project is that it is seen by wider audiences. So this year it's had it's had a, a, a kind of bit of a tour, as Alison mentions, and has been at Unity Festival in Cardiff, um, has, has toured... Uh, sort of round round um, West Yorkshire uh, and coming down to London, yeah. But I think it could do with going to more places on a you know a wider scale, um, so so more people can see it. 
Um, it can, you know, yes, it is built for the outdoors, but part of me goes, could it be a little schools tour, actually? Because um, I think there's a lot in there that actually young people just start to understand. And the young audiences that have come to see it have really, have really loved the characters. Um, and the Planet Inspectors have quite a big sort of like uh, fan base as well uh, with their kind of um, weird and wonderful costumes that they have. I think the impact of it is to, you know, I know Mind the Gap are working with some organisations to look at the research going into the language used around climate crisis. So I think it will have have a bit of an impact that way as well. So those wider organisations can start to think about how they are communicating uh, what's what's going on with regards to climate crisis so yeah there's kind of the sh- the impact of the show but then also the impact of the findings and the research that's coming out from from our process i think it's worth saying that leave the light on for me is it's a, a fun interactive um amusing and universally important piece of work that it's, I've, I feel really proud of and uh, and it's been, for me as a freelancer, it's been really fantastic to work with Mind the Gap um, on this and thanks to Unlimited for for allowing it to happen um, and yeah, here's to, here's to much more of Leave the Light On for me moving forwards. Thanks Alison and thanks to Nikki. Next we spoke to Roland Carline from Freestylers about their work, Everybody With Me Always. First of all, can you uh, introduce yourself and tell us what kind of work you make as an artist? Hi, um, my name's Roly, um, and uh, I I facilitate. And today, and I'm I'm representing uh, a group of artists um, called Freestylers, a group of creative people um, who some of us identify as neurodiverse. Some of us identify as having um, learning disabilities, um, and uh, we meet every Tuesday, and we have we we have a freestyle session at Siobhan Davies Dance, and um, we uh, we basically keep it very open as to what that session might be, and sometimes people use spoken word, and sometimes we put on our favourite music and do freestyle dancing. Um, and but every week it's a different thing and we just kind of all feel our way through it collectively um, so I guess I sort of like hold that group and hold that space and facilitate people who need it um, but we, lo- we like to think at Freestylers that we don't necessarily have uh, any leaders and everybody everybody's in charge that's great. Can you tell us the name of what you're showing at the festival and uh, what it is? Um, it's called Everybody With Me Always. Um, and it's it, we, we, got, we were commissioned to make this piece of work um, right in the middle of... Uh, it, we were commissioned just before the lockdown happened. Um, and then we were making it right in the middle of lockdown. And I guess that's why we called it Everybody With Me Always was because we wanted to use the money in order to sort of stay in touch with each other and and keep the sessions going somehow some way and keep our relationships with each other alive um and um and so the way we started making this work was that we went on 
Um, we went on walks together. Um, we would meet up in, in wild spaces um, to try and make it as safe as possible and go uh, and go walking in, in, the, in, in the wild, like sort of outside London, close to where people lived. And uh, so we'd just take a short train um, journey to wherever we could get to um, and then just go for, a, go for a walk and we'd film each other and, and just sort of like have chats about how we were feeling, where we were at, um, what we're worried about, what we're thinking about for the future, um, you know, thinking about what our group is and what it means and stuff like that. And that's the starting point. And in the work, you'll see all these walks that we go on and we put it, then we put it all together. We just picked out all our best bits from from the from the walks we talked about what what we wanted to go in and it started kind of telling a story so it's got it's got a bit of a beginning a middle and an end and the first bit of the movie is all about um uh is all about i guess it's a lot of it is to do with um what it means to be to perform in front of people and and um it's about like confidence and about having enough about getting confidence and finding like the self-belief inside of yourself to sort of um get up in front of a load of people and and perform uh, and then the middle bit is all about us sort of figuring out who we are and where we're going and, and what we want to do um and then the end bit um the in the journeys we sort of ended up the, the walks often ended up at a big body of water. So it was all like we always ended up at a lake or at the sea or somewhere like this. And it like just interestingly, a lot of people started talking about um, loss and, pe- and people, that they'd, people that they'd lost. And somebody in our group um, lost her brother in, 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 in the pandemic. And so that sort of shaped the, the final chapter, really. It was kind of about... Again, it's about the importance of being together as a group and and holding each other and and holding each other's feelings of loss. So in addition to the film that you've already talked about, this is quite interactive, isn't it? You're there for, like, is it two hours, 120 minutes? On the, the live performance. Yes, yeah, yeah, the live. So can you talk about the live element of this and how people can get involved in it? Yeah, so basically, like, there's... The, at the beginning, in order to sort of like enter into the space, we've got a, a, a performer called Ezzy and another performer called Adam, um, and they are really into um, like Vogue dancing, um, ballroom and stuff like that. And they come in and they talk to people about that. And we all sort of like enter the space in a very flamboyant way. And we invite everybody who's in the audience to sort of enter the space in the same way by kind of walking down an, a catwalk that we're going to kind of create with the audience um, and showing everybody how, uh, Adam says, how fabulous we are and how amazing we are um, and like that. So we get everybody up to, to get involved in that if they want to. It's always a choice. We're never like going to force anybody to get up if they don't want to. Um, but we find that it's a nice way to sort of like get into the space and sort of throughout the performance we always say to people like you know that they can move around we don't have to have that audiences sitting down performers standing up and sometimes the performers want to come and sit down in the audience because they need to take a break as well and then there's other bits in the performance where like you know we'll just have a lot of 
would put some like music on and, and people would be doing their freestyle. And then, but then other times people might get up and do a solo. For example, there's a guy there called Joe, and in, always in his solo, he's always looking for people to come and be his backup dancers. So he might invite people to come and join him and be a part of his performance and stuff like that. The other things in this that you found challenging working on, I mean, one of them, the obvious one would be the pandemic, but um, kind of were there, were there other things that where there were difficulties? Are there things that you did that were new? A lot of people in our group have never left London before. And we've been, like last year, we've been on a bit of a tour. We've been going, we went to uh, Scotland, we went to Newcastle, um, we went to Liverpool, we're going to Margate, and also we're going to Sweden in the future as well. So this has been really big for everybody. Do you know what I mean? It's like, wow, we're getting out of the city. We're quite a young group. We're, we're not, we've not been going very long, sort of like just a couple of years or something like that. So all of it has been new and challenging in lots of ways. Um, but amazing like so quite often the challenge is what makes it amazing because you don't know if you can do it or not um, and a lot of people including myself you know you get to these big spaces like tramway and you're like I don't know if I can do this because I'm we're not used to it do you know what I mean but then everybody sort of rises to it and gets really big and you know like it's amazing to watch that that, that sounds that sounds so great <laughs> I can't wait to see it um so you've talked a bit about like you maybe you're going to Sweden, right? Uh, are there other plans for this in the future? Is there anything you'd like to, you know, kind of do bigger and better in the future? I think like we're all ready now to make a new bit of work because we've been doing this bit of work for a little while now. And because like, you know, we want to keep it fresh and we want to improvise and and like, you know, I think we're all itching to like like do something new now because the more you perform something, the more like it's not it's definitely like we're definitely at a stage now where we're like yeah we're ready to do something new but at the same time we've got this film which is which is so great because it's like it's 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 sort of like little bits of all the shows that we've done and all the shows have been different and so it sort of like holds it all together and what's great about it is that because it's quite a big undertaking because there's like 18 19 of us in total and it's quite a big undertaking for us all to go up to different places. So what's happening now with, with our gigs that we're doing further down the road is we're taking the movie and we're showing the movie to people and then we're doing a kind of workshop as well. Um, and so we're going to get out and about this year, I think, and that enables us to, to take the work to lots of different places easier and go off in smaller groups and stuff like that. So we're looking forward to that as well. But the other thing that we're really keen to do now is, is a bit of outreach, like to kind of take the work into um, SEND schools and um, like other places, you know, like it's really nice to be able to do this work in like big spaces like the South Bank that we've got coming up, but then also to, to, to make, do something that's a little bit more intimate for smaller groups of people. And again, you know, people that can't necessarily get to the work if it's going to be in a big venue like that. It's like saying, don't come to us, we'll come to you. Do you know what I mean? And we want to do a lot more of that as well, because it enables us again to sort of meet new people and, and reach out and find out who's out there. Thanks, Roland. Great to hear about Freestyler's work. Finally, we spoke to Sonny and Wachuku about his work, Saturn Returns. Hello, my name is Sonny Wachuku and I am a writer and director. Usually I create uh, choreo poems actually and they use a 
spoken word and movement to, to create a story. Um, I also like um, write poetry as well and also traditional plays as well. Um, I actually started off as a dancer and that is one of the main reasons why I love using a choreo poems in a way because it um, has that element of using movement and spoken word like a marriage in a way. Ooh, tell us about Saturn Returns. Ooh, that's a question half. So Saturn Returns is about magic to be honest and it's um, linking into um, relationships of all kinds as well and how we just um, interact with one each other as well. Um, I've always wanted to tell a story that looks into um, uh, cycles of re birth as well and how um, life after life we can either learn from past mistakes or we um, carry them on in a way and looking at it at a psychological uh, point of view as well um, is actually really talking about trauma and how we can become more aware of it in our own lives and then how we as a community can um, guide each other in understanding and and um, building up a new community in a way. It was also really important to me as well to really um, create a world in the theatre room as well. And we have hanging lights all around the uh, theatre's face. And we use uh, quite a lot of haze um, and the haze is about um, creating this new uh, character um, within this place as well and helping it to um, to come alive um, with this occasion as well like it was really in important to have this kind of haunted holy area and also a um, altar slash confession box as well and it really helps to bring the room alive so Saturn returns is actually um, being played in the Purcell room um, 
and what the audience uh, can expect in a way is like a roller coaster of emotions like there are some happy times in there and some um and some thoughtful times in there and it's loads of uh shade as well and in a way like it's like real life in a way and it's like just actually hearing your uh friends uh speaking away and what i really like on this actual piece as well is that everyone can relate to Adam and obi what was really new about this work is is um is actually a dna director who's tamas uh, i don't know anyone who does that um so like if you know anyone please let me know because it's not easy out here um and that has really quite stretched me and the reason why is because um how the rehearsal room is is how i also bring myself in the rehearsal room if you know what i mean like what i really um like is how slow my um rehearsals are and how access is really at like heart of of my rehearsal room and it's and it really turns into a community in which we all um hold each other in a way and work in a in a um accessible way as well where would i like my work to head over to um new york paris france let's go <laughs> no um to be honest like it's quite a piece of work where i would actually really want to um take this to um america um it's especially like in new york to be honest and also la and um and take cargo as well what i really love on this actual work is that because there is movement and also spoken word um you can really understand understand the piece of work on different um levels and i would really like to actually uh hold this work in like europe as well and um to really understand how different uh cultures react thanks sunny it's been great to hear about some of the performance work at the festival 
Some of this work will be available remotely, so if you can't get to the festival physically, head to the Unlimited Festival page on the Southbank Centre website. There's a link in the description of this podcast. Thank you so much for listening. We'll be back to speak to three more great disabled artists about their work at the festival. See you then. podcast has been produced by Unlimited thanks to funding from the British Council. Unlimited is supported by Arts Council England, Arts Council of Wales, Creative Scotland and the Paul Hamlin Foundation.